It's the day the Lord made. Um, a lot of, a lot of things are happening around, and you know we're just blessed to be part of it. Uh, remember that uh, tomorrow uh, is Monday Thursday, and uh, Jesus will be betrayed and tried at night. The first trial, anyway. Uh, it starts tomorrow evening at, at dark, and so uh, remember that. Because when we come Sunday morning uh, for sunrise service, uh, we're going to celebrate the greatest event in the history of mankind. Uh, The creator of the universe uh, rose from the grave and uh, made it possible for us to be reconciled to him. So that's what this is about. Uh, We're going to work on chapter 9. uh, of the book of Matthew. Uh, are there any updates or prayer requests uh, that we have? Remember, uh, okay. Um, continue to pray for for Wayne. Continue to pray for Diane. She, Diane had her procedure today. Um, uh, pray for uh, Stephanie Walls. Stephanie Walls is a uh, lady that's uh, uh, where Nicole is at. Uh, she went for testing. Uh, she wasn't feeling well, and she's been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so uh, um, she asked Nicole to ask her dad and the people in the church to pray for her. So she's on the prayer list. Uh, uh, and there's so many others. We just sometimes we forget to name them all. Um, but uh, just lift up all those that are going through procedures and and uh, they're going through uh, diagnostic testing. Uh, Keith Barber, he had uh, 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 MRI today. I don't know what for, but uh, pray for Keith. You know, uh, he's my does my hair <laughs> when I let it. Uh, and, uh, and so he he's he's he had that today. So don't know what they were looking for. Don't know what that's about. But we're gonna lift them up and pray. God knows. Uh, are there any other additions or praises uh, that we'd like to add to the prayer list? I went to see uh, Jimmy. Him. I didn't go see Wayne back there because huh. apparently he was arresting me. So right. he had somebody over there to huh. come in and get arrested. I spoke to him for a while in there. Just hanging in there. Right. Right. From that we were thinking of and we were praying for yeah. and anything we could do for him, we'd do. Right. Um, are there any other? What did, did you say Keith's last name? Keith Barber. I think you're Barber. Yeah, he's my barber. <laughs> <laughs> Once a year, Barber. Keith. No, he's more than that. Uh. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've seen twice a year whether I need it or not. No, just, <laughs> are they? Are there any other? That and that would be a praise because I'm contributing to the economy. <laughs> uh, I love you, James. <laughs> uh, are there any other praises and prayer requests? 
No praises? I mean, you tell the Lord, God's got to have done something this week. I had a good weekend. We went out to Windsor to see my, grand, my granddaughter's birthday. Right. She graduates pretty soon yeah. from uh, high school and she's already taken about all of her uh, first two years of college. There you go. So she graduated from college that far in high school. Yeah, good. Found out what's wrong with my truck, but I'm not going to get into that. (laughs) Finally getting it fixed, but anyway, um, um, that's a praise in and of itself. Bobby Wilson today, he's adjusting to his room. Right. He's in life. Good, good. I have uh, talked to several people uh, this week. Uh, been getting phone calls from uh, uh, people I went to high school with uh, that live out of state, uh, and they're having questions about a lot of things. And uh, and so some of these people I hadn't talked to since we graduated. So you know, it's a little catching up, and then a whole lot of. A whole lot of praying and, and ministering, so uh, God's working, um, and that's what it's uh, that's what we're doing. Um, are there any other praises or prayer requests? All right, not we'll uh, we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get started with uh, chapter nine of the book of Matthew. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most glorious Lord God, we love you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We ask you to. Uh, bless our time together, Lord. We ask you to touch the lives of those that were mentioned on the prayer list. Lord, those, those that have the unspoken prayer request, uh, we lift them up to you and know that you're in control. Lord, we ask you to be with uh, each one of those that's on our prayer list. Uh, we ask you to be with Wayne and his family. Uh, Lord, we ask you to continue to... Uh, to guide them and bless them. Lord, we ask you to uh, be with Keith and his family as he awaits uh, the results from an MRI. Lord, we ask you to be with Stephanie Wall as she uh, uh, comes to terms and figures out how they're going to proceed uh, battling her breast cancer. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to, to touch their lives. Uh, We just thank you, Lord, that we're able to lift these folks up to you. Uh, Lord, you know their spiritual condition. We don't, um, but that's okay. Uh, We're called to pray for our neighbors and love them as we love ourselves. And God, we're just doing that. We ask you, Lord, to open your word to us. We ask you to let the nuggets that are in this to be revealed to the hearts that need to receive it. Uh, Lord, we ask you that uh, you allow Roger and myself to uh, uh, to be clear in, in uh, what we're saying. And Lord, we ask you to allow the interpretation to be correct, uh, guided by your Holy Spirit. We ask you to take over this, this lesson. We ask you to take over uh, this service and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, chapter nine. Um, what we're going to do is I'm going to back up just a little bit, and then we can we can go. Uh, chapter nine starts, and uh, if you remember, uh, he uh, he had just uh, uh, excuse me. 
He had just cast a bunch of demons uh, into some swine and they ran off in the water and killed themselves. And, um, and then the people in the city come out and they begged him to depart from their region. And so, so he got in a boat and he crossed over and came to his own city. Uh, and then, behold, they brought him a paralytic lion on a bed. I'm, I'm going to start in verse 1. So he got in a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Uh, then, behold, they brought him a paralytic on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at once, some of the scribes said uh, within themselves, The man blasphemies. Or blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your heart? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And when the, uh, uh, and he arose and departed to his house. Now, when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. We're going to start with that section and we'll get to the next one. Um, they brought a paralytic line on a bed. Just for those of you that don't know, uh, this is also talked about in Matthew 2, it's also, I mean, it's Mark 2, and in Luke 5. Uh, and if this is the paralytic that was let down on the roofs into Peter's house. When they said that they peeled the top, that was Peter's house they were at. And so this is the same guy. And so, uh, anyway. Uh, it explains how he was brought uh, through the roof in, in Luke 5 and, and Mark 2 uh, of Peter's house. Uh, and so he's healing these folks clearly to fulfill not only prophecy, but to announce to them that, that he's the Messiah. Uh, the, the prophecy that, he, that he's fulfilling is, is Isaiah 35, 5 and 6. Uh, and if we'll uh, turn over there, I'll read that right quick. Uh, I had it marked in the other in my other Bible that I was reading, but that's okay. Thirty-five, five, and six. Yeah, I'm right here at it. Or if you want to go ahead, if you got it, is it that's NIV? Thirty-five, five, and six. Yep, thirty-five, five, and six. six. Yeah. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped? Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness, and the streams in the desert. So, he's, any, any of the Jews should have recognized what was happening, because they, they knew the scripture like it was the back of their hand because they had been taught it. And so... Uh, this is all of nine, all right here in Isaiah. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, and, and nine is a continuation of eight uh, where Jesus is setting out proving who he is and his authority. Uh, and, and so it... Uh, you know... 
and the Israelites probably, it, well, it was a statement to the fact that, that he was not only sent by God because here in the, you know, in the last sentence it says, uh, um, what man is this that, could, you know, that can do this unless he's of God? Well, he wasn't telling them not only that, but he was telling them that he was God. Uh, and and uh, to be honest with you, the Israelites probably wanted more miraculous signs than the signs that he was doing. They were expecting a Messiah who was going to come and reign earthly. They were probably waiting and expecting him to call down fire upon the legions of Rome. Their miracles. Their miracles. That's exactly right. Their miracles. And they didn't, they forgot or didn't understand that he was working on a spiritual level. You know, there's two things that happened there. Um, and you'll notice that uh, when they brought that paralytic to him, Jesus said, uh, Son, your sins are forgiven. That was his most dire need. He was lost. And so Jesus told him, said, your sons are forgiven. So he took care of his most eternal needs first before he took care of his physical needs. Um, and so we're seeing how this works. Uh, and his friend's faith is what, is what got him there. You know, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. And it may all, some say that he, the reason the man was paralyzed was because of some sin that he did in his life that caused him to be that way anyway. And so by Jesus forgiving that sin, uh, that set the page for him to be healed. Uh, but uh, I don't know about all that. Uh, go ahead, Rod. There's a picture here. And yeah. I'm just going to try to go ahead. paint the picture. The crowds coming in. They were waiting for Jesus to come back. Right. They, they were there with this man. Right. And, uh, but the crowds were too. And they crowded in. These guys could not get through the crowds. No one could. Yeah. Jesus was inside the house. They, they couldn't find a way in. Yeah. So they tore the dirt, the thatch, Junk off the roof and put the guy down, I guess by ropes, but the four of them it took, yeah. put this guy down as he is. As he is. Come as you are. And that's what they gave Jesus. Mud, dirt, this guy on a mat, the whole nine yards. And they were saying, hey, because of their faith, wait a minute. Jesus said because of their faith. Most people when they look at this, the commentators and stuff, right? They they go back to it wasn't it was separate from this guy's faith too, but he couldn't have been healed unless he had faith also. But he Jesus was remarking about their faith when he forgave his sins. And his sins, what were his sins? It doesn't matter. We, we go back. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But Peter and James, this whole place was steeped with this idea. Was it the parents' uh, fault? Or was it this guy's fault that he was born blind? Right. In chapter 9 of, right. of John. Right. So the whole, the whole mindset here, this whole place was filled with, I'll just say this, we'll jump back on go, it. Go ahead. go ahead. It's filled with magic from the Greek, right. Roman, and right. even the Judean people. Right. It was filled not just with magic, but with medicine. There was Luke around. Yeah. There was medicine. And we'll hear about the lady that spent all her money on the doctors. Right. We have then miracles. Right. And when it comes down to these miracles, these, these people claimed 
in Judea and around surrounding area miracles of their own. Yeah. But these guys were going, like you said, yeah, right. he said at the end of this, um, they praised God for giving man such authority. Right. They weren't right at Jesus yet, right. or God yet, or Jesus is God. They were praising God, glorifying God that Jesus, a man, had right. such authority. Right. So they were seeing something different coming at them, and they were there. They weren't anywhere else. They wanted to see these miracles. What was going on? Right. And if you'll notice that there's so much sickness going on uh, among Israel, and it's due to their unfaithfulness, uh, to the covenant and their low spiritual condition. God gave uh, them the opposite of what He promised in Exodus 15, 26. Basically, He told them, if you keep My Word, you keep My statute, you put no other gods before Me, no disease will come upon you like it come upon the Egyptians. And what did they do? They broke everything He said. And what happened? They got sick. They got sick. And so sometimes, even today, it's that way. The reason some people are sick today is because of their low spiritual condition. You know, what did we hear about people that take communion un, un, unworthily? Some of you sleep, some of you are sick. Uh, and, and so that's because we don't take our spirituality serious. We don't take God serious. We don't take Jesus serious. We just think it's a couple hours a day that we, or a week that we can come and join with people that kind of believe the same way we do and go about living our whole life out there in society just like society. And we expect God to be blessing us and we expect God to be protecting us when in fact He can't. He can't because of our choices. You know, uh, and so they're seeing this. They're seeing this. They were flat out against God's will. Israel had a habit of being like that. They would follow it for a while and they would fall away. Follow it for a while and fall away. Kind of the same thing that's going on today. Follow it for a while and fall away. That's why you have people leave the church and come back to the church. That's why you have people that go from church to church to church to church. Some of those people are looking for the perfect church. They won't find it. And if they do find it, run. They but need to be the church. That's exactly right. It's in them. It, the that's exactly right. Um, and so, with them having done that, um, that's the reason. And, and a lot of the, you'll notice through the scripture that a lot of the demons that were cast out were in Judea, just like Roger said, because of the magic. They had fell in love with the magic, and they had fell in love with people that that were mystics. Uh, things that they were forbid to do. You know, they were, they were into astrology. They were into all kind of things. Things that today, that every time you pick up a newspaper, you can read your horoscope. Every time you, you know, uh, you look around, something astrological has happened because they're worshiping the sun and the moon and the stars rather than the creator who hung the sun, the moon, and the stars. And so... Uh, those things, when you open those portholes, uh, you can get 
things that we don't normally talk about in church because people don't understand it. You can get and open a porthole window where evil can reign in your household. Evil can be attached to you. Even though you are a son of God, you may not be possessed, but you can sure be oppressed. Well, I think um, as you opened up the paralytic, yeah. there's actually three... And, and they're all consecutive, yeah. like you said, who were in Matthew, yeah. Mark, and Luke. They're all three are consecutive. Yeah. And if you look, there's the paralytic. Next uh, follows right after that, and this one, this one was a sleeper for me. Yeah. What was going on? Matthew becomes <coughs> a disciple, follower. Yeah. And the third one is what? The third one is the. Uh, the third is and right after Matthew is the uh, <coughs> and they're all controversial. Uh, they eat with sinners. Right. Well, he eats with sinners. sinners. And then the next one is the disciples do not fast. Fasting yes. is also controversial. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, you're fine. <coughs> but in that in those three, there are controversial stories. All three. And they're exactly the same. In Matthew, Mark, and Luke, nothing's in between. There is set. Right. And just to diverse just a little bit, the overview is like you said, it's part of eight, but Jesus is in the ethics thing. Mm-hmm. Here. He is he is putting together something that is very tightly bound together. Mm-hmm. And it's miracles that lead up to and we will probably have some time to get there, but it leads up to what is he doing? This is the end of the kingdom of God. What are you going to do with the kingdom of God? What is he wanting to do? With the, king? the kingdom of God has been inaugurated with John the Baptist. Now he is saying, the kingdom of God, this is the rules, this is the things you have to do, this is the attitudes that, this is who it's for. Right. Now, when you get into this kingdom of God, is he going to have disciples to do the same thing that Jesus does? Teach, preach, mm-hmm. and heal? That's it. That's what he does. Preach, teach, and heal. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, that's where it goes. And the end of the chapter alludes to that, but chapter 10 right. takes it from there. Right. Um, you know, he. He went to his own city. Most folks consider that to be Capernaum. Uh, but it, going over next, uh, well, we can stick. Uh, you know, if you blasphemy God in, at the time of Jesus, they would stone you. Pretty much on the spot. They didn't call a trial, they just stoned you. But the crowds were there. The crowds were there. And they didn't because he proved himself. They were shocked. Imagine you seeing a man that's, that, that's a paralytic and somebody says, your sins are forgiven. That probably caused you to suck a little air and your antenna probably went up. And then the, the rulers in the area start get a get a different look on their face and then he reads their heart. That should have been the time that the antenna should have went down. So this is different right here. You know, he knew their thoughts. Think about the look on their face when he told them what they were thinking. 
I bet sweat started rolling down their forehead. I mean, think about it. Um, think about when, have you ever said something that you shouldn't have said? Not thinking that the person you were saying about was going to hear it? How, how embarrassing is that? It's bad. It's very bad. Think about them, it happening to them in a crowd. A crowd of people. Not in private, not getting caught privately, but in a crowd of people. I bet the temperature, if it was 100 degrees that place, I bet it was 140 under their tunics. Body temperature rising the, 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 just because of the nerves. And then he tells them what, he, what they were thinking. And he goes on to prove who he is. He said, what's easy? To tell the man his sins are forgiven or to tell him to arise and walk? Arise, take your cloak and go home. And he jumps off that mat and he takes his stuff and to his house he goes. And this time he didn't tell him to go present himself to the priest. They were there. They were there. He didn't tell him to go make a sacrifice at the, because he was healed. Done. Complete. He was showing them that he had authority. Ultimate authority. He still does. He still does. And then we get to where he, uh, the next section is he says in chapter or in verse 9, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Um, pages is going to stick together for some reason. I'm going to jump in. Go ahead. You know, I love this piece because I never saw it before. Mm -hmm. And it's just a little bit of a thing where there's a controversy, a big controversy. Yeah. These Pharisees and scribes have just assigned themselves to take Jesus out. Mm -hmm. And um, Matthew relieves the tension here in his work. You think about the Jews reading this and all of a sudden they hit this pot. And he says, now he called me. He called me. And we'll see, he assigns himself the name Sinner. Right. He, he, he called me, and I went. Matthew is putting his testimony in here. Stop for a minute and ask yourself this one question. Is he all in? Or is he just now learning? Is this chronological where he's just inserted himself into this ethics discussion where Jesus has taught all the kingdom principles, all of these things, and Matthew has just suddenly started to follow it? Does he, he inserts himself in the middle of this brilliantly. This is a... This, only the Holy Spirit can put this together. Matthew was in point blank. He was in 100% right here, in my opinion. Or was he? It, I don't know that, but it's, it's my feeling. Yeah. Was he or wasn't he? Or was he going to learn this over time? But he was called right at this moment, right after this controversial thing, and his deal is a controversial mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Because he's sitting there, what? With yeah. Jesus. Yeah. In the light of sinners. Right. And, and, and 
That's exactly right. And then you go to verse 10 where it really happens. So now it happened that, uh, as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down uh, with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard that, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, but go and learn what that means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call righteous, to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Had Jesus been eating with the Pharisees, he'd be eating with sinners too. Yes. But the, 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 the great thing about this is, is Jesus calls Matthew, that's a, that's a picture of him calling us a salvation. And immediately, immediately, it says, and now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that there were tax collectors and sinners there. I'm assuming that what happened is that Jesus used Matthew's contacts to get those folks to come to hear what he had to preach. So he went from salvation to evangelism that fast. And, uh, and then those folks came. And you have to think that it, they call it, use the term house, but if that many tax collectors and people, they, they probably was a bigger house, a meeting house, a meeting room. Uh, and it was probably full for the Pharisees to be able to be there. And, and there he goes. He said, you know, like today, do you go to the doctor just to go to the doctor? No, not unless you're a hypochondriac. I mean, if you're not sick, you don't go to the doctor. Well, Jesus didn't come to save the righteous. He came to save the sinner. Where else would he be? Mm-hmm. But with those folks that he was searching for. And come as you are. And come, that's exactly right. Come not, as you are. Not like we say. Right. Come when you get a little better. Yeah. Come, you know, when you get all cleaned yeah. up and yeah. everything, and you got yeah. something decent on, and come in here. And, no, and, and you, you back, didn't say that. Yeah. Come just as you are. Well, that's exactly right. <laughs> you know, uh, and you back up. You know, uh, you have you put it in context. It says Matthew was sitting in a tax booth. Capernaum was a port, and I guarantee you that Peter. And those that were fishermen, I bet they kind of had an issue with Matthew. I bet it was, I bet it was at least a little bit uh, strained because every time they caught fish and come ashore, they had to pay him. He was a tax collector, and how they got paid? Number one, they bid on who would get the contract for that year, and once they got the contract, they got to keep anything over what the tax was. So it put them in a position to have to be uh, dishonest. True. So you can make your money because anything they got over what was what the Romans wanted for tax was pure profit. And if you think to a businessman, pure profit's pure profit. Uh, you had nothing in it and it's just profit. Uh, and so that's what they were doing. Uh, and they were considered, the Jews considered them traitors and collaborators with the Romans. 
because they work for the Roman Empire, work for the Roman government. Kind of like, kind of like what we do today when one of our people starts working for a foreign government, they're a traitor to our country. And so that's what the Jews saw those tax collectors as. And they were probably, some were honest. Oh, well, only one. I think there's a statue built somewhere to one who, uh, who was the most honest tax collector of them all. He took no more than what was required and no more than what he needed to live. That was it. And they created a statue for him somewhere. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, out of all the tax collectors in the Roman Empire, one guy gets honored with a statue for being honest. How many tax collectors do you think there were? They had them all over Capernaum, had them at the port. They, had, they started setting up toll booths at the bridges and crosses of the roads. Yeah. I mean, that, and they finally had a big to-do over that deal and had to stop it. But yeah, yeah, tax collectors were anywhere they could be, in the markets. They would go out to the fields and, and okay, you know, they were requiring this money. And if you couldn't pay... You know, they would uh, come and take your house. Kind of like the IRS today. Come take your house. Something like today. Huh? Something like today. Yeah, something like today is what I said, yeah. They'll put a lien on it. and You know, eventually you'll go to jail and you won't have nothing and the government will sell it and that's how it goes. Uh, And so the fact that he called him lets us know that uh, your your occupation is not going to keep you from heaven if you accept and follow Christ. No matter what you are, when presented with the gospel, you can be saved. Right, but the one one uh, it seems like the one asserted requirement yeah. right. for each one of these tax collectors right. is that they came. Right. The Pharisees weren't going to come to Jesus, yeah. but all of them there came right. to Jesus. You have to... He, he is looking for repentance, and it's part of the evangelism story, but he is waiting for them to come to him. They're coming to him for healing and to have faith in him. They're wondering about him. They put their belief in him instead of the magician down the road. They put their faith in him instead of the Pharisees. Nonetheless, subtly, they are coming to him. They are beginning to learn about the kingdom. And so Jesus is in the recognize. Matthew obviously recognizes himself as a sinner. He's putting himself right Right. in this thing where these are the sins. Jesus said it. The sinners are here. And he makes his story. This story. Right. So he, he does not uh, dissociate himself from the sinners. No. He's part of them. Right. And I love that about this story. Yeah, he, uh, you know, it, 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 it I think the, the thing that we miss sometimes is the statement of the tax collectors. Because their statement is not coming from the law. Their statement is coming from self-righteousness. They thought they were, they were religiously and spiritually pure. And they weren't. And what was great about it was they thought the outcasts were too bad to be saved. And the outcasts were the ones that knew 
that those self-righteous would not have salvation. And then Jesus calls them on it. He tells them, go learn what this means. Now, he's talking to the most educated people, the Supreme Court. That would be like arguing before the Supreme Court of the United States. You need to go learn the law because you don't understand what you're talking about. That's what he told them. Go learn what this means. <laughs> he, he's scolding them. And that starts it. it. That starts it. This is the first time he really sees any resistance. And it will continue right up until Friday morning. Where it, where it ultimately ends Friday morning. And so he um, goes through this. And, and so they're looking, from that point on, they nitpick everything he does. They're looking for a reason to be able to bring a charge against him so that they can put him out. Not put him out because he's not who he says he is, because he has brought question to their authority. He's brought question to their, to their religious righteousness and that he's brought light on their underhandedness in the temple. On the fact that they were uh, corrupt. They were as corrupt as the tax collectors. In fact, if not worse, because they, were as, they had their corruption going on in the temple. In the temple. And he's going he's gonna to turn them out to him. Uh, you know, yesterday was Tuesday and he turned the, the money tables over for the second time in the temple yesterday. And so uh, they tried to grab him and they couldn't. It wasn't his time. Um, also, uh, the money was paid either last night or early this morning uh, to Judas. So that's what's going on this week. Uh, the culmination of all of this. Uh, so... He is starting to tighten the screws on to get them to the place where when he turns that temple upside down or Passover for the second time, they couldn't stand it. It was God's time. And see, and I mentioned it Sunday, the Jews did not want to crucify Christ during the Passover because they feared his followers would cause an uprising. And so, anyway. Plus, they couldn't have a dead person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that long because well, it took a while right. uh, over the Passover, mm -hmm. so they wanted it all, you know, not to yeah. mess up their Passover. Right. So they were plotting to do it after, mm -hmm. and uh, God. But the next controversy they bring on uh, themselves. Oh, yeah. Why do you fast? Yeah. Um, or do not fast. Yeah. Like, and actually, it was coming from both John's disciples yeah. and the Pharisees. Right. Both of them were bringing this, oh, why do your disciples not fast? Interestingly enough, we've already learned this story. Yeah. We, have, we have to go back now and say, do not fast, what, in public? Do not pour yeah. oil over, do, do not let them know you're fasting. Right. Be, be, do this in secret. Yeah. And Jesus says, we've got to read this part. Yeah. Jesus says it, it's very... Point blank, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? If God's there, and they're doing this to show off in front of God, it's even worse. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're not supposed. To. In fact, if they see them fasting, that's a problem. Right. 
We just covered that. Right. You can't be seeing. If you're going to fast, you shouldn't be seeing fast. No one should know you're fasting. Fasting. That's exactly right. And so it's so obvious. I missed it. Yeah. I seriously missed <laughs> yeah. this until I got to thinking, wait a minute. You yeah. shouldn't see him. And when you read Jesus' statement, as you yeah. did, right. that was perfect. Right. When the bridegroom's here, hey, <laughs> you can't pass. He said, but the day will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a... And then he goes on to explain what he's talking about. What he's, and, when he, and a lot of people misunderstand this part too. He says, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and uh, the tear is made worse. And uh, Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins will break. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine in the new wineskins, and both are preserved. And so what he's telling them, what he's telling them in this is, look, they're not going to fast as long as I'm here. They're not. And, and, the, and if you take a, a piece of cloth that hasn't been pre-shrunk, and what they're talking about is, is a piece of raw cloth, hadn't been dyed, hadn't been shrunk, it hadn't been cured, it hadn't been scraped, and you hook it to a pair of pants that's got, just for instance, a pair of pants that's got a hole in it, and you wash them, it's going to rip them. It's going to pull away at the seams and make the tear worse. And he's telling you, you know, if, if we fast now while I'm with them, the chasm's going to be bigger in their understanding. And, and if you, the wine that I'm putting into them, the new spirit that I'm putting into them, it has to go into a new skin. Because if you put old wine and a new wine and old wine skins, when it starts fermenting, it'll bust because the old wine skins have already been stretched to their limit. They'll be lost. They'll be lost. That's exactly right. To the new covenant. That's it, exactly right. That's what I think it means. Yeah. Right. Right. You've got to have a new wine skin. You've yeah. got to be converted. Right. And then you can pour the. Spirit. The joy of the Holy Spirit in it, and the, all the new things, and all the new yeah. ideas in it, and let it ferment. Yeah, let it grow together. <laughs> permit, if it stretch together. It stretches you. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know when we read over that, and we, you know, we just kind of. But when you really start to get into it, you understand what he's saying. He he's wearing these questions out, and the guys that are asking them. That, you know, it's, you'll see that in the future, they'll ask a question. He'll ask them a question and won't none of them answer. They start standing around kicking dirt and stammering <laughs> because they don't. That it's, it's like being in basic training. I had drill sergeants. They would ask you a question and there was no right answer because ever how you answered it, it was wrong and it was going to cost you physically. That's what he did to the Pharisees. And but but you got to learn that first because you got to answer that question and then realize after you answer, mm, ain't good. And so that's what he's doing. He he, they're taunting him and he's blistering them. You know, it's like, for lack of a better term, they they they're trying to have a battle of wits with him, and he's smoking them, left and right. You know, he's he's just smoking them because number one of who he is, they don't recognize who they're questioning. 
because they are being blinded by pride and greed and lack of spirituality. Lack of made up laws. Made up laws. Yeah, there's one fast that was yep. prescribed in the Mosaic law mm-hmm. on the Day of Atonement. Yep. And it's in Numbers 29 7, Leviticus 16 mm-hmm. that The disciples uh, were told to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. Well, the Pharisees, the Yehidim, if I said that right, the pious mm-hmm. um, Pharisees, it says, like in Luke eighteen, twelve, they fasted twice a week. The Dadachi mm-hmm. specified these days as Monday and Thursdays. Right. They would fast on those two days, two right. days a week. Right. And they were to do this. Additionally, additional fasts were okay for given things. But remember the magic. Yeah. Well, they were doing this for calling rain and fertility and for... Non-spiritual things. Idolatry. Idolatry. is becoming idolatrous. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and Jesus is letting them know that, you know, it's almost to the point, it's almost to the point of when uh, uh, Isaiah, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost to that point. Uh, But he is, he's telling them, they're asking the questions and he's answering them and they don't, Number one, they don't like the answers, and number two, they don't understand the answers, um, or or they're so kind of like. Have you ever been confronted with a truth and you refuse to accept it because you've been ingrained in you for most of your life? Yeah, uh, that's what this is like. Uh, he's hitting them with truths that's shaking their foundation, and uh, some can they can't accept it. They won't accept it. Um, some of that's going on today, but uh, anyway, that's that's what's happening here. Um, they don't realize that they're playing uh, they're playing into the hand of of God. They don't realize that 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 they are helping um, Jesus' ministry by the questions and the actions that they do. They don't understand that they're uh, actually, uh, they are following a spirit, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. Uh, they're being controlled and moved by the uh, the uh, the laws of the Old Testament, and they're being controlled probably by Satan a lot. And the um, people are seeing this. That, the contrast. That, yeah, the contrast in, in black and white here. They yeah. see the Pharisees going down for the count right. on on these arguments and and they can't keep up with Jesus when he when he gives them an answer. Yeah. And some of it is cloaked in a saying or in a it's it's in a a little bit of a um hidden manner, if kind you will, of. which will lead into the the yeah. um, um what do you call those? The the parables right. that are hidden from the Pharisees, but the truths in those are given to the believer. So the believers are seeing this, but the Pharisees are, they're not, they don't know why they're getting shot down on this argument, but they are, and they're they losing. Think back, just not to interrupt you, but they mm-hmm. can't catch the allegory in these. That's what right, it, the allegory, yeah. Thank you. Right. 
And there's a little allegory. We're not right. supposed to use that, I, I was told, but that's okay. Right. It's okay when you understand it's the allegory. Good. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, and that's what it is. You know, uh, uh, that's but the this, only term I knew. That they, this ends then a three-set right. controversy. Right. And now the controversy kind of dwindles a little bit. And we have a girl and a woman. Mm-hmm. And the contrast... And the similarities, everybody goes to the similarities, but the contra- the differences in these two people yeah. are what's outrageous. Right. It, it's really what makes us come alive. Right. So t- many times we say, well, they're both 12 years here. Yeah. It, it's not the similarities, it's the differences. Right. Go ahead. Well, we got about 10 minutes, so. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get through this Having or not. too but much fun. I know. Um, it says, uh, it says a life is restored. You know, uh, you'll see this in, in Mark uh, chapter 5, verses 21 to 43, and Luke chapter 8, verses 40 to 56. It says, it says, while he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died. But come and lay your head, your hand on her, and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind him, touched the hem of his garment, for she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and uh, when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd yet wailing. Uh, he said to them, make room for the girl is not dead, uh, but sleeping. And they re- ridiculed him. But when uh, the crowd was put outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. Um, he healed two women. One of them simply touching his garment. And when it says the hem of his garment, there's tassels around there. And those tassels are made a specific way for a specific reason. And uh, how many times it's wrapped and how many knots there are on it. It, it. It's a specific process to make those tassels. And she touched one. And she had the faith that if I could just touch his garment... He'd be healed. And so, right, she, she had been to physicians. She had been to the doctors. She had been, and here's the other thing. It says she had a flow for 12 years. She had been on the outside. She was spiritually unclean as far right. as the Pharisees. The Mosaic The law. Mosaic law. She was unclean. And she separated from her family. She, had, she could see them and talk to them afar off, but she could not go into the house with them. She had to stay outside or stay away in another place. Um, and, uh, and so he healed her. Just and, think about the... And it was turned around a little bit. Yeah. He didn't reach out and no, touch her. She touched him. See, she came to him. Right. She touched just the hem of his garden. By the way, this is in all of these sculptures Mm-mm. all over Europe, all oh. over the Middle East. There is pictures, paintings... 
There is coins. There's mm -hmm. what we call amulets or little necklace things mm -hmm. that people cherish. Uh, the Eastern Orthodox has her picture of her touching a hem of a garment of, mm -hmm. uh, of a, yeah. a picture of Jesus, and it's all over the place. Right. In the literature, it just explodes in the art. Right. It's one of the one of the major um, go-to what we call icons. Mm -hmm. The Eastern Orthodox have has pictures. They didn't like them because they were like idols, but they call them icons. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's a form of worshiping Jesus, but through through a rendering of some sort of picture or sculpture. But she's in it. Yeah. And and when she reached out and touched yeah. him. Guess what happened? We get another clue. Power flowed from him right. in the healing process. He spoke it out loud here for us. Power flowed from him for the healing. Did it happen in every case? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that power flowed. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt. But he um, knew it. He could. He he did not know she probably touched touch him, but she he felt the power leaving him. Yeah, this woman for twelve years w was ceremonial unclean. I mean, she couldn't participate in any uh, uh, of the religious ceremonies. She couldn't partake in the Passover. She couldn't partake in the feast of tabernacles. Any of that. She couldn't even enter. The temple. She was unclean. And for all practical purposes, she was permanently unclean. And so, not only was it a serious health issue, but it was a, uh, a serious mind. I mean, think about this. She couldn't, she was shunned by her own family. Your family turned away because she was spiritually unclean. And they weren't, they would not go against the grain for fear of being cast out, expelled from the from the synagogue. Um, and so, you know, it, she touched his harmet, his the hem of his garment, and, and probably one of the tassels that hangs from it. And that's the, the, the power flowed. And uh, and so uh, Anne back there is is trying to tell me that was a polactor piece. I can't say the word that the name is actually woven into yeah. that mm -hmm. tassel. Yeah. The name of Jesus mm -hmm. probably was yeah. actually woven yeah. in that little small right. tassel. And so she claimed the name. And in her prayer, um, in her prayer, actually, or whatever it was, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. That is a faith statement. And he... Well. He tells her and also, the, right, it's a faith statement, but it's also, it, it, it's to those who were around, it was a reminder that they should listen to God's commandments because that's, that's in them tassels. The commandments, the Ten Commandments is, those, is in those tassels. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so everybody who's seen that, seen her touch that tassel, and she was healed. You know, and so... That was a reminder to all of them, even the Pharisees, you know, that because they had the tassels on their garments too. Right. You know, that was that was what they did, and, uh, and this whole little this little story within but, the bigger story right. has just delayed 
Jairus's daughter's mm-hmm. condition, mm-hmm. and the question is, did she die because of this? Yeah. Did she die? Well, he said she was dead when he arrived. Yes, you know, so uh, she was. She wound up being alive. We're done. I mean, we we're going to have to pick up there. Uh, kind of, we'll kind of get some new information yeah, on that all yeah, together. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, any questions? Any comments? Yeah, ceremonially, yeah. the difference is, is they would, could go to the temple and go through the cleansing process. Seven she days. could not. Seven yeah. days. Seven days. You know, uh, I'm just surprised that that when they quarantined us for for the Wuhan, they didn't make us do seven days at the tent. You know. So, anyway, I don't know if I have a reference on that. Yeah, but. That that is for the person who is who is menstruating, yeah. right? Well, if you touch somebody, all they got to do is the seven days cleansing, right? Yeah. Actually, but they, go ahead. In the Old Testament, it specified an issue of blood itself. Yeah, and, and I think it's the same wording. Yeah. I can't find it right, right now. Um, and uh, and just think that. That happened to these ladies every twenty-eight days. Leviticus fifteen nineteen. Yeah, it happened every twenty-eight days until they were past the childbearing age. Right. Anyway, any other questions? Any other comment? All right. Well, if not. We'll uh, we'll have a prayer and uh, we'll get ready for. Uh, for Easter Sunday, before I pray, uh, seven o'clock sunrise service. Uh, there will be some. Uh, I know some uh, pastries, and I think there's going to be a little extra surprise. Going to have some food too. So there you go. <laughs> it's going to be some food. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, uh, I hear. You. All right. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, most glorious Lord God, we love you, and we thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask you to, to bless each one that's here and those that were watching. Lord, may we never forget the fact that you're sovereign, that you are the great physician and the great healer. Lord, may we never get to where we are snooty before you. May we always be humble and Treat you with the respect that is deserved the creator of the universe. Lord, we love you and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.